0: Whether you're experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love, and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. (laughs) Good morning and welcome to
1: my show, Go For It, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Thank you so much for coming back on this beautiful Tuesday morning and so glad you're with us again today. Hey, I have a wonderful guest on the line today. And before we get to Brad, I just, you know, how I start my show, I started every week with um, some inspiring quotes or something to kind of uplift your day and keep it a positive day. So one of them, and actually I got this yesterday, but I'm sharing it today. May your week be filled with lots of opportunities, kind people, and happy memories. And moments, happy moments and memories. And then also, remember, I've said this before, do what you love and love what you do. Because if we're not doing what we love and love what we do, we're not very happy people. And we want to be happy and we want to be prosperous people. But also to all the people who are loving and kind to me, thank you for the sunshine you bring into my life. Today's a little bit of a rainy day, so all the sunshine we can get is always um, a wonderful, wonderful thing. So I want to introduce my wonderful guest today, Brad Finkel-Dye. I've known him for a while now. From um, we we use a, a same publisher. So Brad is has the same philosophy, basically I do. We all have to live a positive life. So life's too short to not live the life you've dreamed of. I did everything you were supposed to do in order to live the American dream. He says, good grades check, amazing job check, climbing up the corporate ladder check. Big house and six carts full of Ikea products to fill up that house. Now that kind (laughs) of sounds kind of fun. Check! But something was still missing and that was confidence. I felt so limited by my job and the lifestyle I was living and didn't feel confident in who I was. When I really dug deep, I found the common thread in my life was helping others. I kept finding I wanted to help others change their lives. I found real satisfaction in coaching others to be more confident in who they are so they can achieve their own goals. I realized I wanted to give back to others what life coach gave me confidence in myself to change my life i help loving help i help love helping people develop a plan to change their life i'm a firm believer that what you think about you bring about and i was thinking about helping others all the time brad is the uh, owner of the website the corporate and he also wrote a book called the mindset shift stop the corporate rat race make a difference and achieve personal freedom brad welcome to the show Hey, thanks. Who is that guy you're talking about? He sounds pretty good. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, my goodness, that's like awesome. So it sounds like you really did have a mind, mindset shift and you really did uh, decide to take on life, you know, head on and full on and stream on. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. And thanks so
2: much. Um, it all started, you know, back in uh, 2012, I had kind of gotten frustrated with where I was living and had always dreamed of moving to another city or, or, or something to that nature. And I decided uh, I'm moving, you know, and I moved to Austin, Texas and it was an, it is an incredible city. And when I got there, I impatiently, I've learned so much about myself during this journey as an entrepreneur and a coach that I was so impatient. I had a custom house built basically in about six to eight weeks. Um, I found ways to do it, and I bought this big house as a single guy. I had the BMW. I had the high-paying corporate career in IT. And after I filled up the house with the six carts of Ikea, I'm sure everybody at Ikea, when they saw just one guy carrying, you know, pushing six carts of stuff, like, who the heck is this guy? What is he doing? What's wrong Mm -hmm. with him? Mm -hmm. And I filled up this house. And I I bought an atrium-style house where you had like, a second level. You can look down onto Mm -hmm. the first level. And I'm looking down at all this crap, you know, just stuff. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I am not happy. I'm not happy with who I am. I thought I was supposed to – I, I quote, unquote, did everything you're supposed to do to have, like, the, you know, um, the American dream. And it was at that point I was like – oh, maybe I don't have it all figured out. I think I might need some help. And that's when I reached out to a life coach. And during this conversation, we sat down, had coffee, talked for about two hours, and then she looked me in the eyes at the end, and she said, you're not a confident person. You've been buying your confidence with the money you have. You've been buying experiences and things to get people to like you. And that really, like, it it was kind of like a gut punch. To me, to like someone really telling me the truth of like who I'd been and, and who I was in the world, mm-hmm. and no wonder I hadn't, you know, I wasn't happy and I and I didn't feel confident. But when you have money, you're able to do things with it and you can buy all these experiences and stuff, and it it it, it just wasn't there for me. And I'm like, oh, I think I need to. You know, address this. And it was at that point in time that, you know, I had some clarity and I was like, I've always wanted to go out and do something on my own. You know, I was tired of sitting in the cubicle and feeling six degrees of separation from people and actually trying to make a difference in their life. Um, so I said, I set an intention. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to quit this job in three months. I had some savings and I'm going to go after, you know, my entrepreneurial dream of photography in that moment. Mm-hmm. And within two or three weeks, I was thinking to myself, how can I, ha- how can I make this happen faster? And I was walking my dog and I'll remember the day it was June 13th of 2013. And I was thinking to myself, well, maybe if I get fired or laid off, that might help speed things up a little bit. And mm-hmm. so I went into work that day and that's exactly what happened. I got oh, in, wow. my boss was yeah, my boss wow. seemed a little nervous and um I, I kinda calmed him down for a second because once he told me I just had it was just like kind of like an epiphany I was like, Oh, here's the moment. Like this is when it all happens, you know, or starts to happen, I guess you could say. And I I left scared, I left excited. Um and that started me into my whole journey of, of entrepreneurship and going after um business after business and failure after failure. And during this these past three years, um I've had some some major triumphs and some major failures and have learned some of the biggest keys uh to my life and what I'm finding is are some of the keys to uh natural confidence. And it's, it's been a tremendous journey, you know, these, these past three years. And th- that's how I got started, is basically having a conversation with a life coach. And then, them, you know, her just tell it to me straight, like, here's what I think your real problem is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have any skin in the game to tell you anything else but the truth. And it was, it was really powerful.
1: Well, and when that life coach talked to you, was it so you said it was like a a punch in the gut? And so that, and because I work with a business life coach as well. And so when he tells me things that I know I actually really need to work on, but I don't feel like working on it. I start getting sweaty, my face turns red, and I'm just like, I don't want to do this. And he goes, you have to. And that's when he knows he's he's hit a point with me. And so did that how you felt the same way? Like you knew that life coach had hit a point with you and that you knew without making those changes. Because a lot of times other people can see in us what we don't see in ourselves. And so Mm -hmm. did you, so you took that, but yet you were too scared to leave work. Right. So yeah. it sounds like to me that you, you know, you wanted to change at work and thankfully God opened up that door for you. But um, <laughs> to, on your own reconnaissance, you probably wouldn't have left work or you would have. Well, I, uh, you know, I
2: had I kept tiptoeing around the idea, but mm-hmm. I, I just didn't have the confidence to go after it. And then I, I sat back and I, and I reflected on what she said. And I'm, I've been the type of person like that, I'm going to go after something. Um, Mm -hmm. but if it was in a different, if it was in that other realm, I I didn't really approach it. Like you're supposed to have a good job. You're supposed to go out and make money. You're supposed to, you know, be responsible. And you know, who am I to to try and do something different and, and, um, Mm -hmm. be outside of the box like that. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, I just, I sat down and I really objectively looked at my life and I said, you know what? I don't have anything to lose, but money. And I know that that might mean a lot to some people, but in my circumstances then, um, I had a good education. I had, you know, um, I had a good support system around me. And it was basically, why not? Like, the question I asked myself was, would I regret this on my deathbed, not taking this risk? And the answer was really clear for me. Yeah, I would. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, okay. And, And when I had that epiphany of like, wow, all of this is just stuff. And I had seen a, uh, a documentary called The Happy Movie, and it really goes over, like, the science behind happiness. Mm-hmm. And there's nowhere in the show where they say that you should buy a lot of stuff and that will make you happy. It's the exact opposite. Right. It's all about right. connections and exactly making
1: a for other mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Well, and it's all about making yourself happy but not through things. Like you just said, by helping other people is what's going to make us the happiest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for you, Brad. So how long did it take from when your life coach told you that to this June thirteenth where you were let go from your work? What was the time difference between the two?
2: Uh, between when we had that conversation between when I was let go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um about uh, about um two to four weeks. You know, oh I, so I tried not to go real long. Then. Time and, no, no. Um I'm a firm believer that if you really set an intention and you keep holding it, um, universe God um it starts to align things and sometimes, you know, things happen really quick. Sometimes you got to slow down and you hit some walls that you learn lessons from. But, um, in that case, it, it happened pretty quick. It wasn't the, the plan I had in mind. I was supposed to work for three more months to
1: save a little bit more money, but
2: mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it, it's it weird all, it all how life kind of takes
0: those
1: twists and turns, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've learned to, um,
2: and I'm still evolving and growing, you know, today, and learning to let go of expectations of, like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to force my way into this, and then it's going to be fine and great. And it really doesn't work like that because you're not enjoying the process during that time. You're mm-hmm. trying to force something, and I know I have, like, try to force so much. And I can I can get that outcome, but then I'm as soon as I get done with that thing or that project, I'm like, well, what's next? And I don't even take time mm-hmm. to reflect. Um, uh, on what I've just accomplished and I've changed that now to where I get to actually enjoy that and, and really, you know, like, look, look at what I just achieved or look who I just helped and and just take some time to enjoy it because,
1: you know, life's life's short it is in life and my favorite saying is Yolo you only live once and you might as well just take advantage of every opportunity you have that you can that comes your way because if you don't you might regret it as you said you know on your deathbed and so you want to actually just when you have these opportunities really think about that and really to our listeners really think about that are you gonna regret this later on in life you know why not take the chance now yes you know what we can always make more money we can always go back and get a full-time job we can always make more money the economy is booming they're always looking for employees so if you're always you know thinking about an entrepreneurship. Listen to what Brad's saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Go out and do what you want to do and do what you want to love. You know, just try it. Even try it part-time at night. I mean, that's how I started one of my businesses. I, You know, I still work full-time during the day and I work part-time at it at night. So you just do what you have to do to get it going. So I'm real proud of you, Brad. It takes a lot of guts to really go after your dream and just, you know, go after what you really want in life. And sometimes, like I said, it takes that life coach or takes somebody else to see that potential in us. And then thankfully, you're like, go, which I can't believe I'm saying this, but thankfully you were let go of your job and so you are able to live your dream. So do you still live in Texas or I think you've moved now since then, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I have moved. um, I kept stepping into uh, bigger and bigger, um, I guess I could say, I kept stepping into deeper and deeper levels of self-discovery and really finding um, who I I am and, and what I'm capable of. And so from um from that point what what happened was I I I landed a job doing photography and building a website for a um a yoga forest down in Guatemala and I went down there and I I did some aerial photography with a drone and I built their website and I did a, you know all this amazing stuff and spent um about 2 weeks down there. And then when I came back to Austin, Texas, um it, it was it was right around the holiday season. And then I ended up going back home to St. Louis for, for Christmas. And it was in my trip back home um, that I realized that no one was going to take care of my mother's house um, to the level that I thought she deserved. My dad mm-hmm. passed away almost 20 years ago now. And he was always the handyman, he always fixed things up. And, you know, um, the house had just fallen apart and, you know, I have three older brothers, and they have families, and they have responsibilities, and I was the one who had the resources and the, and the money and, and, and the time to do something, and I asked that, that same question to myself, like, would I regret not helping out my mother um, on my deathbed if something happened to her in the next, you know, few years or whatever, and so it was in that moment I decided I'm going to move back to St. Louis. I lived with my mother for nine months, and I, and I rehabbed Um, her whole basement, which was just, it was a complete mess. And I gave her a space to where she could have her grandkids um, over again and have a house that she was proud to invite people over because she was embarrassed to have people over at that point,
0: Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. everybody
2: had to stay in one room and things were falling apart. And so I spent that nine months just just you know really fixing things up and and making it so where she can have Christmas again she can have Easter she can have whatever holiday she wants um, girlfriends over anything and it, it was it was something that I'd never done before as far as like rehabbing a you know a whole basement and mm-hmm. and fixing up the house just taking on new project after new project with really just Okay, how how do I do this? Okay, I went to YouTube and learned how to do this, and I learned how to do some construction stuff and, and lay some tile and put up some walls and, and all of these things and, and reached out to family members and friends and really started actually what, you know, when I reflected back on it, I started to see myself more as a, a leader than anything else. And I got the job done. And now she has a space where that's exactly what happens. You know, she gets to to invite the grandkids over and family and friends and and spend time in her home where she's not embarrassed. And, she you know, she feels good
1: about it. Um, Good for you, Brad. That's fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And so um, after that, then then I moved to, you know, I I left her house um, and then I found life coaching as a business and I started pursuing that. And it, it was in that when some bigger things started to um, unfold in my life and really started to dig deep into where some of all this non-confidence came from, where some of all these issues came from. And it was during that process that led me um, to uh, writing the book. And I, and I wrote my book. Um, I have a... I, It's a book called The Miracle Morning, and in that system of The Miracle Morning, you basically have uh, just a routine in the morning, and I set up as part of the routine to just write for 20 or 30 minutes a day on a topic or um, something that I was passionate about in the moment. So Mm -hmm. I wrote for 100 days, and then I put all of these ideas together and clumped them together, and then I handed them off to an editor. And then a content editor, and I said, hey, can you make my second grade writing uh, read a lot better? Mm
1: -hmm, And
2: mm -hmm. um, then from that, then I found, you know, um, our publisher, you know, Rob Cosberg, and it was in that flow where I saw another opportunity show up, and that was for my first international speaking gig down in Ecuador. And it was in this moment where we went down there with, I think, 28 people total. Uh, mm-hmm. with some of the crew that was involved, and we went down there on a, it was a, a speaking trip and also kind of like a mission trip, you know, but there wasn't any any religion, religion behind it. It was mm-hmm. basically, how can we serve the communities that we're going to be in? And so mm-hmm. what we did is we brought clean water filters um, to people in the Amazon rainforest, and then clean water filters to people in the Andes Mountains. And these are little water filters. They're fifty bucks on Amazon, and they will—they'll last um, almost indefinitely as long as you clean them out. And the people in these communities don't have access to clean water, and we take that for granted. Yeah, I uh-huh. take for granted for you know just being able to turn on the tap, but they right. have to walk. It's you know some sometimes you hear the story had to walk an hour to go get water and then come back to the community, and that's their life, you know. Um, and it was really powerful to see that we were able to bring these filters to them to where they can just, you know, in the one community, they have a well, but they have
1: these chemicals to clean the water. And, you know, that mm-hmm. goes in their body and, and all the and, stuff that follows that. And Brad, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we actually need to go to break already. <laughs> Oh this first, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Didn't I tell you it would go fast? So we're going to go to break. And Brad's website is a corporateexitcoach dot com, and mine is www dot com. And we'll be right back after break.
2: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It.
1: Welcome back to go, my show, Go For It, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So glad you're back listening to us today. Have a really great guest on the line with me today, Brad Finkel-Dye, who is, uh, we were talking before the break how he had a mind shift through a life coach and that he decided, well, actually his job decided that he would no longer work for them, but that was actually <laughs> a greatest blessing for him because he was able to go and um, start a new business on his own. So Brad, tell us a little bit about the three big lessons you've learned from going out on your own.
2: Yeah. So uh, three big lessons. So I was in Ecuador and we're on the speaking trip and the big um, 20 people all really anxious, you know, to get out their message and share their message of of changing lives with others. And the day of our big engagement, we're going to speak at the University of uh, Quito. And we like 90 percent of us. Get uh, food poisoning from the dinner before, oh, and oh no. yeah, and I and and I woke up that morning. I was like, oh, I'm really nervous, and I thought it was like butterflies in my stomach about speaking and all that. And I'm sure there's a little bit there, but when you mix that with uh, you know being sick, it's it's not a good combo. Um, and it was really unfortunate that that happened, but I learned a really powerful lesson in that day, in that. I decided and I chose in the moment that I can either go back up to bed and, and be sick or I came, I, I don't know how many miles, 8,000, 10,000 miles, um, that I'm going to make a difference for these people whether I'm sick or not. And I, and I decided that I'm going to be of service to these people. And so I powered through the day, you know, I had to, I threw up in the bushes. I threw outside the building, you know, run before the the speech and after the speech and it wasn't pretty. Um, my, my clothes looked good though. So that's, I think that that mattered a little bit. (laughs) Uh And I just remember like, that's the, there's a mantra that I learned when you're nervous, go into service. And it was a, a, one of the most powerful lessons of, of my life, and I, I've heard from other people, they, they get a lot out of it, is that when there's something really important in your life and, and you have a lot of nerve, um, a lot of nervousness around it, like, can you go into the service and make this about someone else instead of making it about yourself? And, oh, you need to listen to me and buy my book and blah, 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 blah. you know, go buy my stuff. Like, no, how can I make a difference for you in your life? Because that's going to make the world a better place instead of you know, what I have to exactly say, but how can I make a difference for you? And that like took all the nervousness, there's still a little bit in there, you know, but mm-hmm. it took all those that really powerful, the the nerves that held me back into propelling me forward so I actually could go on stage and, and deliver my message. And and then I, in, in that moment, the tech people, I'm a geek, like I was in the IT world for 13 years, um... Mm-hmm the tech people that were supposed to run the behind the scenes, they were sick and everybody on the trip pretty much knew I was a geek. Um, Uh And so I stepped up and I did that role too as well. And it was just another reflection of like, when you really have your mind set on doing something, especially when it's in service of other people, you can achieve so much. And it it was uh, one of the most um, profound moments, you know, that that I've ever had
1: and really proud to be a part of that, that group that went down there.
0: Wow, that's um, great.
1: Was it part of an organization that you went with or your was it a local community ch- uh, project that you did? Because Ecuador is quite a ways away. So how did you get down yeah. to Ecuador?
2: Yeah, it was a um, a group um, with a company called Sprite Global. And she mm-hmm. runs kind of what like, they're not mission trips, but her passion and in, in her service to the world is bringing clean water to communities around the world, especially mm-hmm. um uh, and empowering women in other countries. She lives in Ecuador now. She grew up in the States. And mm-hmm. so she puts together these trips where um, people step into leadership roles on the trips and then they do things of service while they're down there. And then if they're a speaker, author, or coach or someone who's trying to further their career, they mix that in there as well. And you get a mix of everything where you get to you know build your business, you get to actually be of service to other people and then grow you know your leadership skills and also a lot of you know personal development um, at the same time. So it was it was really a worthwhile trip, um, even though we, we got sick.
1: So right, really well, that that, <laughs> but that part went. But at least you made the best of that. And I love that saying: when you're nervous going to service. So could you give me, or maybe even offline, give me the name of that organization again? Because maybe some yeah, of our right. listeners are interested too yeah sprite international global um, sprite yeah and i, and I can yeah s p
2: r y t e it was kind of a nickname she got um at a okay. young age and she took it on so she went with it and okay. yeah she she's a she's an incredible soul
1: sprite um, international and, global okay and then so what when did you learn this saying when you're nervous going to service do you learn that from that particular um, experience or well, you learned that had, before then
2: yeah i had um I had gone through a speaking, uh, like, not boot camp weekend, but like a a seminar series on on the the business of speaking. And one of the the leaders there that weekend, he just, I don't know if it was his phrase or if he coined it, um, but basically I got it from him, and his name's Dave Van Hoos, and I just took it and ran with it. It just made sense to me. It just clicked. It's like, oh when I'm nervous, if I just get in, if I get outside of myself and I start thinking about other people and how I can make a difference for them that I don't have to worry about, Oh, what's my hair look like? Is my fly down is what, you know, all of that stuff that people get nervous about. And really basically what I found for me is like, I was just thinking about myself. I was like, Oh, what do I look like? Do I look good? Do I look bad? Are they, they going to smell me? You know, like all of that, do, what are they going to think about what I'm going to say? Um, and once I learned to let all of that go and just relax, and just get into their world, it made all the difference in the world, you know, just to be able to be confident. And the same thing with this show. Like, I could be sitting here like, oh, is she going to ask ask. How am I going to do this? And blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But it's the same principle here. Like, I'm not here, you know, I'm here to make a difference for the listeners. And, and hopefully someone gets something out of this that it makes a difference in their
1: world. Mm -hmm. I think they already I think they already have Brad I mean you um you know just your confidence in your voice and your um your positiveness is just inspirational I know to me and I'm sure my listeners are too so I mean you're already making a difference and we're only halfway through the show so I mean you're doing a fantastic job and I I so appreciate you being a guest on today so you're all about with your coaching you're all about empowerment and positive thinking. And so through these life experiences you've had, that's all revolves around. And like you said, life is a journey and, you know, Mm -hmm. life takes twists and turns along the way. So, and your life coach was the one that was very instrumental. Anything else along the way besides this trip now to Ecuador, which... Goodness gracious, you went through a lot with that. It would be hard to stand up and give a speech when you're thinking that you're gonna throw up. Literally because <laughs> you have food poisoning. Yeah, it's different I, when you're nervous and you're gonna you think you're gonna throw up, but when you actually are sick and you think you're gonna throw up. So I mean, yeah. God bless. I just think that's that's just You know, that's instrumental because if you could work through that, and I heard another uh, professional speaker one time, she had had went speaking somewhere and she said, you know what, I had the flu, plus she had some, um, I don't know, strep throat or something going on, I don't remember, but she said, I don't care, I went to the ER, I got the biggest dose of medicine I can, she goes, because I will never disappoint my audience. Yeah. That's nice. And so, and that that reminds me of you because you did not want to disappoint your audience. You were there to make a difference for those people, and you did just that. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I'll I'll remember this like when uh, so we had uh, part of the crew that was there was uh, they were filming all of this, and I got a a, a video out of this, um, and I remember talking to to the uh, uh, the guy behind the camera. And I was like, hey, if I throw up on stage, don't stop filming. Just keep filming, because this could turn into some viral stuff. I don't know. But it could be it could be used later. <laughs> Just don't
1: mm-hmm, stop filming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Likely that didn't did, happen. Oh um, thankfully.
2: But, yeah, but thankfully. did out. the
1: audience know you were sick? Hopefully not. <laughs> no,
2: I don't think they they couldn't. No,
1: no, they had no clue. Okay, yeah, um that's
2: good. so yeah, it 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 all worked out in, in in um in the end really well. And during that trip, you know, um one of the most powerful things happened after that trip. So on that trip, there was a, a man named Raphael, and he was a shaman. And he carried around this um, uh, this little rubber chicken. It was actually a big rubber chicken. And he empowered people and reminded them that they can step into their fears and to quit being chickens in their life. And he did it in such a fun, loving way that it, it was never confronting. It was really, you know, just just done, you know, with kindness. And when I went back, I, I, he gave me one of those little rubber chickens. It's it's one inch long. And if this was on video, I'd show you. Um, and I took that back into my life, and I incorporated it into um, a bracelet. And I, it, I'm looking at it right now, and it just reminds me sometimes when I have fear in my life, like, okay, can I step up into something? You know, kind of what can I take on that that would you know help me overcome a fear and be more confident in my life. And I was going through, my journey then took me to Portland, Oregon for seven months. And I lived up there and I was going through a leadership program. And during that time, um, Raphael was actually, well, he was, he was killed in last September. So a little over a year ago now. And he was killed in the terrorist, um, event over in Egypt and it was a, a horrible, um, government mistake, and it made international headlines. And during that time of graduating from my leadership program up there, I decided, you know what, you know, Raphael's goofy, funny message um, really aligns with who I am. And I want to carry his message on in the world because I thought it, was, it made an impact in my life and I wanted to make an impact in, in other people's lives as well. So I decided to actually buy some of these little one inch rubber chickens. And so I ordered, I ordered these rubber chickens and I ordered a bucket of these rubber chickens from Amazon and I ordered them for $30. I was expecting to get maybe like a hundred of these little things, you know, they're little Mm -hmm. bitty plastic rubber chickens. Uh And I, I was walking the dog and I looked on my phone to see if the package was delivered. And I looked and, Oh yeah, it was just delivered 10 minutes ago. And so I get to the house, I look at the front porch. There's no rubber chickens. I look inside the house. There's no rubber chickens. I'm like, what the heck? Why aren't my rubber chickens there? And then it dawned on me, oh, my God. I just saw a guy pushing a bicycle with a bunch of boxes underneath his arms, like cardboard boxes like Amazon boxes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this guy just stole my rubber chickens. Like, I have to go chase this guy down. And if it was me three years ago that same person that was in the corporate world and not willing to take risks and not confident, I would have just gone inside and I would have just ordered more rubber chickens and, and um, gone about my day and, and just been like, oh, well, no, uh, I can't chase anybody down. I'm not confident enough. Mm-hmm. And I decided in that moment, I've got to go chase this guy down. So grabbed the dog um, and I chased after and confronted this guy. And as soon as I confronted him, I could tell something was not right, you know, like something was off and i and i asked him i said hey i think you have my package mm-hmm. and he said no and i said can i look and i looked and it was my package it had my name on it my address and i ripped it open opened it up and it, i had one little rubber chicken in there and it was supposed to be like a hundred of these things so in that moment i was like i just got ripped off from amazon and then this guy stole from me this like a double <laughs> whammy this is too, <laughs> too crazy <laughs> and um so and then I took out the rubber chicken. and I said, hey, what is going on in your life that you're stealing random packages off people's porches and let alone a little rubber chicken, like you're, gonna, you're not going to get any money for this. Um, what's going on in your life? And it was in that moment that I flipped it from, it's not about me anymore. How can I use all of my skills, all of my coaching to make a difference for this guy? Because I could tell he was probably homeless. And then I asked him. And he went into his story and four people had died in his life that year. His mother was strung out on drugs. He admitted to being strung out on drugs. His girlfriend was strung out on drugs and that they had just gone homeless and they were just had turned to stealing, you know, packages off people's porches. And it was in that moment that I was just like, well, how can I make a difference for him? You know, what can I do in this moment that will help him? And so I just sat there and listened to him. Um, we had a few minutes discussion. I gave him my business card. I reached into my wallet. I gave him the last $6 that I had. And I said, Hey, you know, um, if you ever need anything, call me, we'll sit down and we'll have coffee. And I encouraged him to return the rest of the packages that he had stolen. And it was one of the most powerful things that, that I've ever done for, um, another human. And I got so much out of it that, you know, I can't explain that the, the the new levels of confidence I got from from stepping up and
1: being in service of someone else. And, good for you, Brad, because that would be scary to do, especially in this day and age, you just never know. I mean, so that yeah. good for you for, you know, you had a purpose for um, chasing him down. Well, first of all, to get the package back. But secondly, there was something in you that must have told you that some reason somehow you were supposed to meet up with that man.
2: Yeah, it was that little fear. And I was like, oh, I got to chase after this guy. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. hey, I get a chase after this guy, yay! It was like, no, yeah. I gotta do
1: this. <laughs> but there's, I, whenever yeah. that happens, though, I, I think there's always some innate, um, innate process within ourselves that know that we have to do it. Because there are times that you know, I would be like, eh, I'm not gonna deal with this, you know, whatever, whatever. But other times, I feel like I have to go for it, and so I think that's the same way with you. So, in retrospect you ended up what which, which could have been a bad situation end up being a fantastic situation for you and that gentleman and hope and pray yeah. you made a difference in his life that he was able to open up his eyes and say you know what life's not so bad and did you give him the rubber chicken
2: That's the one thing I did not I did get back my rubber chicken
1: <laughs> no okay
2: <laughs> I still had some nervous and I was like I got my rubber chicken back and I'm like and I, I did coach him. And every, almost every person's as ethics. So did you give him the rubber chicken? And I see it now, but in that moment, right, uh, you know, it right. I, I made my difference. And um, I guess if I was another level, I would give him this rubber chicken, but right. I think, yeah. you know.
1: Um, I understand that. And and, well, and the thing is, you reached into your pocket. You reached into your pocket and you gave him something that was also of possession to you, and that was your last $6. So that yeah. alone tells him that you're a very caring person and that you you cared for him and that fact that you wanted to help him. Yeah. So yeah. hope yeah. and pray he's um, you know turned his life around and those type of things. And sometimes in life we just have to kind of take those challenges and take those – you know, erase those fears and just go after what what you know is right, and that's exactly what you did. And you know, we only have like a minute and, again until break, Brad. <laughs> it's like going by really fast, so yeah. I I kind of want to give a little example too. This last weekend, I was supposed to speak out in L.A. and um, last t- I was flying out on Thursday, and on Tuesday the conference got canceled. Didn't get reimbursed for any of my anything um, not my plane ticket not my hotel room anything so we decided to make the best of the situation so we decided to fly out there anyway and ended up we which probably would not not been able to do, because I was speaking at the conference but in turn we were able to go see Hollywood, Beverly Hills those type of things and we also made a difference in a couple people's lives as we um, encountered different people throughout our weekend stay in LA so it really is good sometimes we just like I said we have to YOLO, we have to, you only live once you have to go after what you think is right so I tell you what Brad we're going to go to break and now you're okay I announced your website before the corporate exit coach has now turned to the self Co. so yeah. but if if you yeah. do go to the old one, it will go to the new one. So Brad's new yeah, website yeah, yep. is theselfconfidencecoach.co, not com, yep. dot co. So, and then mine, as you know, is johosman.com. If you have any questions for the show, give us a call at one eight 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 three four six nine one four one. 346 9141 And Brad, we'll be right back after break.
2: All right.
3: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. The compassionate life is about just that. There are so many human beings who have made a name for themselves by being humanitarians. They have become individuals who are known for being selfless, kind, and compassionate host dr Brittany king is also one of these humanitarians each week she shares stories of kindness that she has experienced throughout the world both as a contributor and recipient of these acts of love and kindness listen every tuesday at 6 p.m eastern time 3 p.m pacific on voice america empowerment
2: follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment
0: listening to go for it to reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's jo at joehausman.com now back to go for it welcome
1: back to go for it here on the voice of america empowerment channel i am your host joe hausman have a fantastic guest and we've been talking oh my gosh all kinds of neat things this morning. Brad Finkeldy is with me today and he is the owner of the selfconfidencecoach.co and he also wrote a book called The Mindset Shift: Stop the Corporate Rat Race, Make a Difference and Achieve Personal Freedom and he's been telling us exactly what he's been doing to do that. So Brad, I hear you have another story you want to tell us and then also some keys to confidence.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, in my journey, I moved to Portland, Oregon. Um, what I discovered was the wrong reasons, but it ended up unfolding into something uh, really incredible for myself and some really life shifting moments. And when I moved up there, I lived with a, a roommate, and this roommate was an introvert, and that's, that's how, you know, she labeled herself. And I thought I knew what that was. I'm more of an extrovert, but I figured, you know, introverts are, are people who are quiet. You know, they're, they they do not talk much. They don't get out much. Like I put all these labels on, on what I thought it, what she was. And, you know, during this time that I was living, you know, in, in her home, uh, there would be, I'd get up for breakfast or, or walk down the stairs or, or something and I would pass by and we would cross paths and, I would say hi or good morning. It's just my nature, and she wouldn't say much or anything at all. And in my head, it would almost infuriate me. Of like, who is she? How can she do something like this? Shouldn't she say good morning back? Like that's just being polite. Um, and this went on for about seven months, and then you know during that time up there, I had a business coach, and this business coach, she, we had a conversation. And I was talking about my niece at the time and how she had a fear of spiders and I was making her wrong about having this fear of spiders and that she could get over it by doing these certain things, blah, blah, blah. And then this moment shifted everything for me is my coach basically yelled at me and said, stop making her wrong. She has an irrational fear of spiders and there's nothing new. There's nothing wrong with it. It's her experience. And that was kind of like, you know, someone else kind of punching my ego and it kind of shattered something for me to kind of like, Oh, maybe I'm not the only person in this world. And that was kind of the feeling I, I was left with. And during this time, um, that's, that, uh, that kept occurring in my life. Like I, I, that thought pattern of like, Oh, maybe I'm not the only person. Maybe I'm not the only person in the world. Hmm. Okay. And, I was going through some other leadership training at the same time. And one morning towards, this was probably, oh, this past May or something like this. I forget the exact date. But anyways, I walked downstairs and I had this physical shift in my body. Like It was like a a weird vibe or something. Um, But I, I had this shift in my body and I was just like, oh my God. I don't have, I don't know anybody else's experience in life except my own period, end of story. Like I have no clue what it's like to be any other human than myself. And then in that um, moment and through this leadership training, I just went in and, and I asked my roommate, I said, what's it like to be you? And I, I said it with, you know, just real curiosity to who she is. And she really opened up to me and she shared that she had a really traumatic childhood. I I won't get into the details, but just think some of the worst things that could happen to a child. Um, And it was in that childhood where she built, you know, a safe space in in her, um, in her head to be in and be safe. And that's how she survived. She went inside of herself, inside of her thoughts, and she didn't, you know, go, go out and express herself that much. And if you were to meet her in person today, you would think smart, articulate woman, because she is. Um, but as soon as she goes home, all of the walls go back up in her life, and inside of her. And that's how she learned to survive. And that's who she, and that's part of who she is. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I had no clue that I was living inside of that. And when I was around that, like I wasn't around, like I was physically there, but she was inside of her head and I didn't get that at all. Um, but when she goes outside and she does interact, you know, interacts with everybody else, it takes all of her energy to do that. And it was something really profound and, and really like broke through my, my ego. I was like, Oh, I'm not the only person in this world. Like, and my experience in life is truly my own. and, you know from that moment like it it opened up whole new doorways to like oh my god well that's that's basically how marketing is you get into the world of your customer you get into the world of your client and you find out how you can serve them you you want to make a difference with other people in the world it, stop thinking you know the best thing for them and start asking questions on how to get to know them and it was a, a really profound moment for me again to go through that same mantra of like when I'm nervous, go into service and it made all of the difference in the world to really think and have the realization like, Oh, my experience of being an introvert is not the same as hers period. Mm-hmm. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no question. Like I don't have those experiences in, in my life and it's not shaped my, uh, my life view. Uh, And when I can be compassionate to that other side and maybe just think for a second, okay, I don't truly know what it's like to be that person, but maybe I could step into their shoes for, you know, a moment and, and be like, oh, wow, like that might've been really hard. And I can see how that could be for you in, in your life. And wow, that's, that's really incredible. You've made it all the way through because maybe I couldn't, you know, in those exact circumstances. And it was just really, um, incredible and and an awesome moment to to have that unfold for me and and be in a whole new place. And that has led me, you know, into what creates natural competence um, for myself is that I don't have to know everything anymore. You know, I I just have to be of service to people and ask questions and then Mm -hmm. sit back and watch how things unfold and be okay with the process um, as it comes out.
1: And well but you were also knowledge. instrumental in asking her cuz you you took it out of you knowing what you thought you knew and you gave her the power to let her explain herself to you and because yeah. what a powerful question what's it like to be you you know Very first simple. of all she's being authentic <laughs> and secondly you're also yeah. being authentic because you want to know you're trying to know her or that person better to the point that not only you can help her, you can help yourself understand her better. So good for you, Brad, because not a lot of people do that. A lot of people will go around being judgmental, and they think they know what the other person is doing. And I do the same thing myself. I'm I'm clearly uh, to blame. And so, but good for you for, you know, because you cared enough for her, for that person, that you actually went and asked her, what's it like to be you? What a powerful question. And, I, you know, I've heard it before, but maybe not in this context. And so I give you kudos because it takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of um, self-confidence to also, first of all, ask that question, get the answer that you're probably not expecting. But secondly, mm-hmm. then to take that answer that she's giving you and retrain your brain to think about what it was like for, in her life earlier on. So good for you, Brad. Yeah. I'm really proud of you for that because that takes a lot of guts.
2: Yeah. And um, yeah, thank you for that. And, you know, for people listening, these are, the, you know, I want to share, um, I know we only have a few more minutes, but I, I do want people to get something that they, they can take away from this. And what I developed from all of these experiences are basically the six keys to confidence um, that have helped me the most. And I have a, an acronym, um, basically it's called STRONG. And if people want to write this down, I'm going to quickly go through this just because of time's sake. But basically, the S stands for listing out your strengths in your life. Mm -hmm. Just list them out and put them on a mirror and remind yourself of them. List out your, uh, the T is for triumphs. List out those things that you've been able to overcome in your life. Uh, As little as you might think it is um, or as big as you think it is, list them all out. All of the things that you've overcome and been able to beat. Um, or still going through and list those out and put those on your mirror and just be present to the fact and keep reminding yourself of those things because we get so caught up sometimes in the future of what's going to happen next. And where am I going to go next? That we forget that we built the great wall of China behind us. And then we step forward into the future and we're like, we don't know how to build it anymore. Um, And so let me get to the next letter here. Um, the next letter is R, and that's for regrets. And what I mean in this step is basically letting go of your past regrets in life and, and past shames in your life, especially things that are shameful, because I've found one of the um, biggest components is letting go of those things that you think people are going to find out about you eventually, and then you're not going to be worthy of their love or respect. And that if you can sit down for a moment or, or a day or whatever it takes for you to list out all of those moments and forgive yourself and then let them go, it, it just brings a lot of power and releases a lot of emotion. That's right. The next, one, the next one is oh, and that's for observe who you are. I like to do mirror work, like self-love work, and, and just look yourself in the eyes and say, you know, I love you. And if you have any sort, I've had body issues in my life where I've been ashamed of my body. Um, take out that mirror, get all naked, and start loving yourself up. Um, mm-hmm. And it's truly powerful to, to let and just be okay with who you are. Um, the next is N for nervous, go into service. So I know I've said it a lot today, but basically if you're nervous, go into service. And then the G in the strong um, is go be yourself. And embrace who you are because if, if you're a fan of Lady Gaga, she lets her, she lets who she naturally is just like let that freak flag fly. And that's mm-hmm. why people love her because she doesn't hold back. And what I have found is that my compassionate, funny, goofy self is, is what people like about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I can embrace that on a really deep level and accept it and then go share it with other people, that's when the magic starts to happen
1: hmm And the hard part is for people too, Brad, and these are so fantastic. And people, I, I took lots of notes today, Brad, I just want you to know, and I hope people did the same thing. So remember strong, put it on your mirror, strong, strength, triumphs, let go of re- regrets, observe who you are and love who you are. That's the main thing is love who we are. Heal yourself from the inside and the glow will show on the outside. And so Brad talked about this earlier. I talk about it all the time. Journal, 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 and journal some more. And then also mm-hmm. remember, nervous, you go into service with others. And just know that you will be paid back twofold, threefold, tenfold when you go into. But don't do it. Because you want to get paid back, do it because you want to be a service to others. And also then go be yourself. Be authentic. Be happy. Be yourself. And we all have crap that happens in our lives. Brad had crap. I've had crap. We've all had Mm -hmm. it. But you know what? Be yourself. Be loving. Be faithful to others, and but also heal yourself within. And then you're gonna, you're just gonna shine on the outside. Brad, it has been such a pleasure to uh, to have you on today. We have about a minute and a half or so until we close for the day. Is there any last parting words you have for our listeners today? Besides these great things you've already told us, because everything has been fantastic. And I will tell you, I've just told, I've I've taken copious amounts. So it's probably the most notes I've ever taken in any of my interviews, by the way. <laughs> So anything uh, else well, you'd like well, to tell about our that. listeners? <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I actually was running this morning,
2: and I had a quote pop into my head. Um, yeah, go make someone else's problem smaller today. That's what I want to leave people with. Make someone oh. else's problem smaller.
1: Well, Yeah. go make, I'm writing this down, go make someone else's problem smaller today. Yeah. Problems smaller. Well, I tell you what, I am so glad that we met through um, bestseller publishing. What a joy, Brad, what a joy it is to have you on the show today. I am so thankful you, you know, you chose to be on my show and um, that you reached out to me and it was it was just fantastic. I've learned a lot. I love this. Thank you. Go make someone else's problems small today. You know what? If all you do is smile at somebody else today, God bless. You know what? Brad's uh, website is theselfconfidencecoach.co, and mine again is joehosman.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening today. Brad, thank you so much for being my guest today. I am truly, truly blessed. I'm truly blessed to have this show. Go for it here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Ladies and gentlemen, you have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you next Tuesday. God bless.
2: Thank you.
0: For listening to "Go for It," be sure to come back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific time and 9 a.m. Eastern time for another edition with your host Joe Hausman on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.